In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Garden Angel, intercede for me. Today, I would like to meditate on freedom. It may not look to some people as a very spiritual topic, but unless we understand it properly, we won't be able to give ourselves to God completely. Let us start by looking around. Who has freedom in the universe? Is it not a surprise? In the immensity of the universe, only humans have freedom. Only humans can choose. Stars, planets, water, rocks, plants, animals, none of them have a word about the future. If the universe is not free, how can it fulfill its goals? There are laws in nature that determine its behavior. That's why we are able to study it. Everything and everyone in the universe except humans follow these laws by necessity always. Following these laws, the universe in general and then its different parts develop its perfection. No animal or plant has an instinct to not develop or to be imperfect. You may say that they are imperfect and not develop animals, and yes, I agree about that. But they are not the norm, they are oddities. The exception that confirms the rule. What is it that gives us the capacity to decide our actions? As the classic will say, is a reason and a will. Do humans have only freedom or do we follow the laws of nature also? The majority of the functions of our body are done following the laws of nature. Heart beating, hair growing, breathing, and all the animal reactions. But even if the majority of the time we don't intervene in these functions, we have the capacity to change them. For example, we can accelerate or slow down at will our breathing. We can also help our body to achieve more perfection through exercises, diets. But the part in which we have more to say in our perfection is the spiritual one, growing in knowledge, strengthening our will, etc. Humans are the only animals who are not finished because of our spiritual side, we cannot rely in pure instinct to fully develop. 
we acquire more or less the perfection we should by using our freedom, by using the means to grow in perfection. So, do we have that capacity to choose to become perfect or imperfect? From the perspective we have considered, this question has only one answer, to grow in perfection. As we mentioned at the beginning, let us give thanks to God because we have received freedom from God. It's a free gift from God. I think we appreciate, everyone appreciates the gift that God has given to us. They say thank you to Him. It's a great trust that He has put in our hands. Let now ask ourselves questions regarding freedom. What is freedom? Let's start with this big first question. Simplifying a lot, there are like two approaches to explain freedom. The first one will consider freedom as the capacity to choose. Justice, a capacity to choose. No necessity, no restraint. This is the more familiar understanding of freedom to us since it is defended by the majority of the people in our society. It has a problem. Those who think like that will also fall into a fear. The fear to choose, because the more one chooses, the less free one becomes the less possibility to choose one has. They are paralyzed by it. In their thoughts, the one who has a girlfriend thinks he's less free than the one who hasn't. And it's even worse if the person is married. The same capacity to choose paralyzes them. Freedom becomes like a jail. Nowadays, there are lots of paralyzed people. The freedom paralyzes them. Like San Jose Maria says in Freedom, a gift from God. Such people barricade themselves behind their freedom. My freedom, my freedom, they cry. 
They have the freedom, but they don't use it. The freedom turns out to be barren or produces fruits which, even humanly speaking, are ridiculous. The second approach is less popular and more classic. We take here the definition that St. Thomas gave. Freedom is that property of the human will whereby man determines himself in his actions towards the end. In other words, the capacity to choose the right thing to become more perfect. In this case, we have that freedom is a capacity to choose, but with a goal, to achieve our perfection. Since it is the person who is free, that perfection we are talking about is not partial, but the perfection of the whole person. Another question. Does every free act make us free? That is a very good question. Those who understand freedom only as the capacity of choosing don't distinguish between the free act and being free or becoming freer. For them, it is the same. But the ones who understand that freedom has a goal like everything in the universe, will distinguish the free act from becoming free. They will say that they are actions that make us free because makes us master of our actions and other actions that make us slaves. There is no need to say that the person who chooses drugs becomes attached to them, a slave of them. And there are many other similar examples. To this, the Catechism of the Catholic Church, in its point 1733, says, The more one does what is good, the freer one becomes. There is no true freedom except in the service of what is good and just. The choice to disobey and do evil is an abuse of freedom and leads to the slavery of sin. Since we are praying and this should be a conversation with God, then let us ask ourselves, are we attached to anything? Drugs, alcohol, pornography, tobacco, news, money, food. If you think slowly and you are honest with yourself, you will find that in one degree or another, we are slaves of some of them. Let's fight against it. Let's conquer our freedom as, as the German poet Gotha says. Freedom, like life, only is deserved by those who learn to conquer it each day. You see, one conquers freedom with free acts that are directed to the last end, our perfection. Let us ask God for help to be free from any attachment.
Let's carry on with a question related to freedom. Does freedom have any limitation? To this, the majority of people will say, no, I am completely free. Or perhaps they may say that in principle, one is totally free, but there is an external limitation insofar other people live with us in society. In this case, the famous, the famous expression your freedom finishes where mine starts can be very handy. Usually, people don't realize that our freedom is limited by our nature in general. For instance, we cannot go to, to Saturn or to the Sun or any of these places. And it is also limited by the knowledge that we may have and the will. Regarding the knowledge, I cannot choose what I cannot know. I can only choose inside the scope of my knowledge. Usually, the most ignorant people are the ones who claim the louder that the freedom doesn't have any limits. And regarding the will, unless I have developed a strong will, I won't be able to do what I want to do. I will know what to do, but I will be incapable of doing it. As the book of Proverbs says, as a door turns on its hinges, so does a lazy person on his bed. Because we are not perfect, and our freedom is limited, we could conclude that there is a kind of humility in our freedom. Unless we understand this, we'll make many mistakes. This humility includes to acknowledge that we have not given ourselves freedom. Even it is not the result of evolution. There is a silent acceptance that we are intelligent and we are free because our brain has developed more than other animals. I'm afraid that is wrong. That's like thinking that a very powerful computer is intelligent without logarithms that program it, or without a person using it. Freedom is at another level, the spiritual one. Our brain may have developed a lot until it has become a suitable instrument, but like a computer, it has not the capacity of reasoning in itself. It needs of the intelligence. If we look around, freedom is alien to the rest of the material world. It is only present in spiritual beings, in us. We could say it is out of this world, for those who believe, it's very easy to recognize that it comes from God when He created us in His image and likeness. We can only ask ourselves, why, Lord? Let's meditate with Jesus about this precious gift God has granted us.
The next question I would like to ask ourselves is what is freedom for? Or what is the only action in which we need freedom? In theory, a robot could select what is the best for our perfection and force us to do it. But can anyone force us to laugh? We need freedom to laugh. Loving is the greatest action one can do. It is the capacity of giving oneself without expecting anything in exchange. Now, the following question is... Ready. What is the greatest thing we can love? Who deserves more love? A rock or a plant? A plant or an animal? Deserves more love those who can receive more love. Those who are more perfect. Then, who is the most perfect being? God. We can conclude that we have freedom to love God. Because God, as he says to us, God is love. He has run the risk of our freedom. Without freedom, we cannot love him. We cannot share his nature. San Jose Maria says, I readily understand those words of San Agustin, Bishop of Ipo, which ring out like a wonderful hymn of, to freedom. God, who created you without you, will not save you without you. Every single one of us, you and I as well, always has the possibility, the unfortunate possibility, of rising up against God, of rejecting Him, perhaps by our behavior, or of crying out, we do not want this man to rule over us. This is a text from Freedom, a gift from God, by San Jose Maria. Why, my Lord, have you granted me this privilege, which I can use to follow in your footsteps, but also to offend you? What do you want from me, Lord, so that I may freely do it? Freedom comes from God and has been won back by Jesus on the cross. Jesus is who really makes us free from the slavery of sin. When he died on the cross, he took away our sins and restoring us the dignity of being children of God. Like in the parable of the prodigal son, that means first that he has set us free and secondly that he has also given to us the means to overcoming through grace the bad tendencies inherited from the original sin. In other words, he has given us the means to carry on being free. Jesus himself gives us the clues to understand human freedom. As the Second Vatican Council says, it's Jesus who reveals to man what man is. Our Lord says, Veritas, liberavit vos. The truth will set you free.
See that he doesn't say, freedom will make you free, but the truth will make you free. The way the majority of our society think is the second one I have just mentioned. Freedom will make you free. But Jesus, remember, says, no, no, it's not freedom. It's the truth that will make you free. The truth about what? Well, the truth that we are just creatures and very limited creatures. The truth that the devil only tells lies. He started by saying you will be like God and that we don't learn the lesson and still believe him. The truth that we belong to the family of God but remember we are not God. The truth that God loves us. The devil is spreading the lie that God is our enemy, that through his com commandments he's making our life miserable, that to be happy one needs to commit sins. Let's meditate in the freedom that Jesus won for us on the cross. Could you imagine a life without sacraments, without grace, without support of the church? We would be nothing. We'll be just committing sins continuously. The last argument I will wanted to bring to our consideration is about freedom and obedience. Are freedom and obedience opposed to each other? Let's look at an example. I've taken the ideas from the comments of Enrique Monasterio on his reflections on the adored devotee. He says, in a war, like in any real love, there are some similarities. There is a fight, a conquest, and a surrender. The person in love realizes that to conquer the other person, one needs to fight against oneself. 
to win the battle against his or her bad inclinations and then surrender without conditions the best version of oneself to the other. To love is put oneself in the hands of the other person. The greatest act of love is then obedience. You will notice that someone loves you when he's ready to do for you anything, and that is obedience. To obey God because we wish is the greatest act of love and freedom. San Josemaria also says, I tell you once again, I accept no slavery other than that of God's love. This is because, as I have told you on other occasions, religion is the greatest rebellion of men who refuse to live like animals, who are dissatisfied and restless until they know the Creator and are on intimate terms with Him. I want you to be rebels, free and unfettered, because I want you, it is Christ who wants us, to be children of God. The slavery of divine sonship. This is the dilemma we face. Children of God are slaves to pride, to sensuality, to the fretful selfishness which seems to afflict so many. What have you decided? When are you going to leave behind all these little attachments that hold you back and don't allow you to fly towards God? Ask Jesus for help. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. <laughs> 